From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us, especially those of you joining us around the world. What a privilege it is to have you part of the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Again, Mike Douglas here with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well, and a special guest tonight. Very special. An old friend. Well, wait a minute. He's not old. Yeah. Let me, let me go we over that. We can say that idea. about ourselves, He's but been not a our friends. friend for a long time, <laughs> Terry Platt, with us <laughs> currently uh, at the helm of Drail. Uh, disability resources and independent living. Is that, am I pretty close? Uh, you know what? You are pretty close, Michael. Pre- yeah. I test disability them on that every once in a while. Resource Agency for yes. Independent agency Living. For independent yeah. Living. Awesome, uh, agency. And again, uh, we just believe that God has placed Terry there for, uh, for his purposes. And also, Terry has a wonderful story about what mm-hmm. God is doing in his family's life as well. We'll be talking to him about that in just a few moments. Right now, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks. In Eritrea, near the border with Sudan, on August the 5th, eight high school students arrived at a military training center to begin their mandatory training. They were immediately arrested and locked in a metal shipping container. Eritrean authorities also confiscated and burned 1,500 Bibles that students had been hoping to distribute to their classmates. The crackdown is not surprising. More than 2,000 Christians in Eritrea are believed to be under arrest. Even the churches formerly recognized by the government are being threatened. Please pray for the release and continued courage of those eight students. For the latest on Eritrea and other believers taking a stand for the gospel, Go online to persecution.com. You know, friends, we talk about this almost every week, this aspect of taking care of the freedoms that God has given us. Here in the United States of America, and Elaine, that's just a precious thing he's given us, isn't it? Very precious to us, isn't it? We'll be back in just a second. Right now, let's check in with Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Recently, the California Teachers Association gave a million dollars to defeat Proposition 8. 
Proposition 8, you remember, is a citizen's initiative to amend the state constitution to define marriage between one man and one woman. Well, we at the Pacific Justice Institute believe that most Californians and even most teachers don't agree with CTA's radical agenda. PGI reminds all union employees that if their religious values are not honored by their unions, they have the federal and state right to have the full amount of their union dues diverted to other charities. For more information, go to www.choosecharity.org. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. You know, Elaine, this is an important thing, and and I didn't really understand this or or know this until we started to work with uh, Brad Dacus, but... You know, way back at the time of the ark, I was in the fire service, and <laughs> you're admitting your age. And, yeah, sorry. well, you know, no one I for buds, you know. But anyway, <laughs> we had to belong to a union, mm. and uh, in in the fire and rescue business, and it was mandatory. I mean, and right. and the dues were mandatory, and I used to really get ticked off at the the causes that my money was going to support, and I thought I had no, no voice in it. But that's not true, friends. If you belong to a union and you have to pay union dues and your dues are being used for things that you feel are unjust or, or uh, morally reprehensible, you can have a voice in that and redirect those. So we encourage you to call the Pacific Justice Institute. Talk to Brad Dacus or one of his team members about that. Again, the website, www.pacificjustice.org. Let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, some opportunities for you to volunteer. The Modesto Gospel Mission, we love them. They're having their Thanksgiving banquet and bundle up. It's going to be held on Wednesday, November 26th for the needy and homeless in our community. This year's special Thanksgiving meal with all the fixings. The mission will be distributing coats for those in need as well. Volunteers are needed to help out on this special day with decorations, cleaning up, uh, serving dinner, and sorting and helping to distribute uh, the coats. Donations of food uh, for the banquet and the coats of all sizes for men, women, children are appreciated and needed. So we uh, do encourage you to help out with that. Also, the California Transplant Donor Network. This is a cool thing. Spend just a few hours of your time to be able to save a life. Volunteers are needed to help educate the public by participating in a variety of activities, including health fairs, speaking uh, engagements, dinners, tournaments, and outreach events in the community. Interested people are asked to attend a What You Need to Know volunteer training on Saturday, November 15, from 9.30 to 2 p.m. at the agency's office in Modesto. Breakfast and lunch refreshments will be provided. Uh, The California Transplant Donor Network providing the opportunity to improve and extend lives through organ and tissue donation for transplantation. You know, that is so important. Mm-hmm. A real-life story here, Elaine. I did a, uh, a funeral about a week ago for, for a family in just a, a, a very interesting situation. You had uh, a, a mother-in-law and a husband and a wife, and mm-hmm. and um, and. Uh, they're going on fine, and, and mother-in-law develops kidney problems and needs a kidney, kidney transplant. So her son-in-law says, I will donate my kidney to my mother-in-law. You know, now how many men would donate their kidney to what their mother? What a great <laughs> thing. thing, and no mother-in-law jokes at all. That's no no mother-in-law jokes, Aww. but the amazing thing after that, 
is that his wife, her kidneys failed, Uh-oh. and he can't give her one Uh-oh. because he already gave, gave one to uh, her mother. And uh, so now they're waiting on, on a list for a donated kidney. Oh, so, you know, friends, uh, <clears throat> just, you know, there, there are wonderful stories behind all of these particular scenarios, and we just encourage you, uh, if, if uh, you're touched uh, by, by that particular uh, opportunity, yeah. to, uh, to volunteer and, and help make those things happen. Absolutely. Also, another thing that is very touching and near and dear to our hearts is the senior facilities all around this county, because here's an opportunity <laughs> worth investing your time. Amen. Spend time visiting a senior and gain a new friend. Local care homes throughout this uh, county and counties all over our listening area throughout the globe. Uh, convalescent hospitals, retirement facilities, uh, just seeking friendly, vos- uh, friendly visitor volunteers to take active roles in the lives of these precious people. Volunteers uh, can volunteer to uh, talk with seniors, laugh with them, swap stories. They are full of life stories and if you don't believe me just spend some time with them ask Mm. them about their lives they are more than willing to tell you it's just uh, it's just so cool to do that read books to them letters some of them want scriptures read to them Uh, they just they just ask for that i know because i I hear about it on the on the phone here at abc play games with them uh just attend uh, facility parties with them Uh, you might also want to accompany them on walks and outings, they just, they long for this, just to be touched, mm. to hold their hand, to give them a hug. That's so meaningful. Teach uh, arts and crafts and to uh, entertain groups. You might play a musical instrument, and that's just uh, such a, a wonderful thing, or sing to them, and, and so much more. No, Volunt- if, I, if I sang to them, it might cut their life short. It might so empty the building. We just, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do, no, they actually I won't do that pay part. me not yeah, to sing. Yeah. Volunteers will learn uh, and benefit uh, from older individuals, and, and it's just it's so true. So, dear friends, if any of these items uh, appeal to you, and we certainly hope that they do, call Barbara Borba. She's very uh, reachable at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or you can always give us a call here. We'd love to talk with you as well, 209-544-9571. And, uh, you know, we, Mike, we want to thank Pastor Wade Estes Amen. at Thank First you. Baptist Church uh, for uh, his congregation encouraging them this past weekend uh, to step out and uh, to serve. And as a result, um, ABC has some new volunteers and needs are being met. For example, um, the couple needing respite care. Uh, so important. Again, that is such a big need in our area. You have no idea how much that means to a 90-something-year-old couple. She's taking care of her husband. She just needs a little time out to go and run some errands to doctor's appointments, dental appointments for herself, and just a couple of hours uh, every couple of weeks or so for someone to come in and relieve her uh, uh, some time so that uh, someone can be with her husband while she does that. It's just so very important. So we want to thank him for encouraging his congregants to step out of the four walls and meet those needs. Yeah, how important that is for, for those of you, those of us who have taken care of mm. ailing parents or grandparents, great-grandparents, you know what that's about as a caregiver. You know, it's not just physically draining, but it's emotionally draining as well, and you have to have some kind of break sometime. And what a wonderful way mm. to serve people in that Absolutely. regard. Absolutely. So big thank you for there. Now, some current household furnishing needs that we have. 
Fridges, refrigerators, ones that work, good, clean working condition, very important there. If you have any of those items to uh, donate, bunk beds and twin beds, very big uh, in need right now. Bedding that goes along with them, very important. It's getting cold outside. Speaking of which, time for heaters, space heaters, mm. if you want to donate some of those or if you're interested in delivering some of those to people who have no means uh, to keep warm during the cold winter months that are coming upon us very quickly. Uh, just give us a call at 209-544-9571, and we will connect you with those opportunities to serve because that's why this ministry exists here, to connect you with those opportunities to serve and uh, share the love and light of Jesus Christ. Well, tonight, as we've said, longtime friend, and I won't call him old. I might do that. Fine. <laughs> But uh, no stranger to Modesto and Terry Plett, we just want to thank you for joining us and carving out some time out of your busy day because you said that you had one. So thank you <laughs> for being here with us tonight. Amen. Thank you. It is uh, very good to be here. I'm very uh, honored and privileged. Thanks. Well, and as you've settled into your new place, because we know that Drail moved from an old location. I can say the location is old. That's okay, right? Yes. And you moved to a new one. And, and uh, is that anything like moving your household? I mean, is it you finding your things? I mean, it's not like you lost your toothbrush and you don't know which box it is and, and all that stuff. You kind of settled uh, in. You know, that's an excellent question. <laughs> um, we've, uh, my wife and I have had the privilege and opportunity of making several moves uh, in our marriage. And I think moving of uh, Drail into a new facility downtown was uh, quite a bit easier. Um, <laughs> the uh, the, and I guess the real difference is is that uh, when you move a company, it's what do you get to throw away? Uh, um, and when you move a household, it's what do you get to keep? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, quite an experience. We're, we're quite pleased to be in our new facility. We're at uh, 920 12th Street in oh, downtown God. Modesto. Not that I can tell um, anybody where that's at. Yeah, okay. it's uh, between Jay and I. Um, bus lines are on both I Street and J Street, um, and it's a it's a very professional building, and, and we're quite pleased uh, to be housed there, and it gives us a much better environment to serve the folks that we serve. So it's bigger in space in terms of having it's, more square It's a, a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, it's a lot more private. Uh, all of our staff have uh, very private offices uh, in which to assist our consumers um, with the needs that they have. Um, it's a very uh, good storefront, and it really gives a warm and, and fuzzy feeling uh, for our consumers to come in and uh, inquire about services that they need, get plugged into resources that uh, they desperately need. And you know, I would probably say in many respects, um, our mission is not dissimilar uh, from your mission mm -hmm. in really mm -hmm. helping people connect uh, the services that uh, they need to um, live their lives, to be fruitful, uh, to have opportunities to grow uh, and overcome barriers that exist in their lives in very meaningful and powerful ways. Terry, let's talk a little bit about Drail. And uh, obviously it is not just a local organization. This is a statewide uh, organization. And, and talk about how, how it's all related and, and uh, how the organization serves the public. Okay, the two-minute history of, uh, of, of Drail. Um, in the 70s, there was a movement in Berkeley uh, from, um, from the school 
that um, folks that had disabilities and were really um, upset about the way that they were treated. In other words, this is what you, this is what you can get and this is what you deserve. Um, and they really wanted to take power and control over their lives. Um, it's a big difference um, from being a person with a disability to being a disabled person. Mm. Uh, and that was really the start of the movement, um, that folks that have disabilities um, need to be in charge and empowered to uh, live their lives uh, to the very fullest, uh, and that they are entitled to that. And so the movement out of the 60s was really the foundation of the uh, independent living movement um, to gain rights, um, to gain opportunities, to gain um, inroads into housing, into education, into health care, into transportation, um, many, many services that uh, able-bodied folks would take for granted, mm. but somebody that has a disability um, should, can do, wants to do, uh, are fully capable of doing, but they need some modifications uh, to accessibility and to fully live their lives in a very independent way. Terry, was there someone that was an advocate for them, or did they have many advocates? How did that come about? Well, I'm sorry that you asked that question, because I should know the name, and I believe it's Ed Roberts is the founder of the Independent Living Movement for California. I'll probably have a call on my desk tomorrow, so that's, that's not the name. I was just, just um, But the... A lot of people were really involved in the, in the civil rights movement. Um, and it is a civil rights issue to somebody that has a disability that they, as a member of our society, as a citizen, have the right to fully participate in their government, in their schools, in their businesses, in their community. And the independent living movement is an empowerment philosophy that really sets the stage for individuals to exercise their rights in very meaningful and productive ways. You know, Terry, one of the uh, – you just talk about examples of, of this, and it was an eye-opener to me. And it was uh, two or three years ago. I was over at uh, the, the, the other office on McHenry Avenue, and they brought in a voting machine uh, for uh, disability access and it was the most fascinating piece of technology. I had, and they let me try it out, and uh, it really was just absolutely amazing. And you know, you don't really think about that as as we go and and vote, whether we put a little X or we use the mach the punch machine or whether it's one of the electronic versions. And and Lord help us with that this year. No glitches on that, but no chads, it, no chads. Yeah, um, but it really was respect to our friends in Florida. That's right. It really was fascinating to me. <laughs> Uh, the the technology that was available and how empowering that was. I mean, sometimes we just don't even think about that. We don't. Um, and we're continuing to do that at our office uh, now in Modesto. Um, we have an AutoMark, which is the uh, piece of technology. Um, it provides for uh, enlarged print and also Braille uh, capabilities. So individuals mm -hmm. that are sight impaired um, have the ability to read their ballots, um, mm -hmm make their stand, and uh, exercise their right to vote uh, November 4th. 
You know what? What I love uh, part of your acronym there, Terry, is the R for resources and the I for independent living, the IL part. And I think uh, both of those carry some phenomenal, phenomenal messages mm-hmm. to the public. That aspect of independent living, you know. We we have a volunteer yes, that works do. with us. We call him Dan the Man. Dan the Man. We, we, we love have him. Two guys that go out. They're in their seventies. They knew each other in elementary mm-hmm. school. Hadn't seen each other for I don't know fifty, sixty years, and got reunited here at ABC. And uh, these guys who are in their seventies, they deliver furniture uh, during the week to needy people that that don't have any. Tell them how we prayed for someone to join them. Oh, they needed another member needed of the furniture another team. Perp- person and, and so we prayed terry we prayed for another man okay so god sent us actually marty lancer you know marty at mm-hmm. uh, the flying the, blind the voice traffic. of yes. flying blind traffic gave us a call and said hey team you know there's uh there's a guy that he's been to all these other agencies in town and and nobody wants no you know they, they just can't find a, a place for him and, and he's a hard he wants to volunteer and work could you do and of course we well, of course, send him send him over. Well, so so why what what's unusual about him? And I'll tell you about that in just a second. Anyway, Dan the man comes here and he hooks up with Leonard and Ken. We call them Batman and Robin. You know, they're <laughs> so the three of them are out there. And, and and Dan the man is schlepping furniture. He's lifting it up. He's carrying it down sta- stairs. He knows the streets better than Ken and Leonard. Absolutely. I mean, he he knows exactly where he is all the time. He even tells him, "No, you need to take this turn over here." The amazing thing about Dan the man. As he's blind. And here's, so you got Batman and Robin and a blind dude delivering furniture, <laughs> slapping it up, you know. So I mean, isn't a God great? Yes. But, yeah. but it's all about giving opportunities and saying, you know what? Go for it. Let, let's, let's see what we can do with this. It really is. You know, and, and probably what I'd like to also mention are some of the partnership things that we've done with ABC in the past too. Mm. Um, and, providing opportunities for an individual to really live an independent life. There's been several examples that we've had in partnering together with you um, to build an accessibility ramp uh, Mm -hmm. for people. Um, And I'm familiar with uh, several different um, folks that, um, for various reasons, uh, became mobility challenged and were not able uh, to get in and out of their homes um, and the only way that they were going to be able to live at home versus being institutionalized uh, was to have an accessibility ramp. Um, together in providing those kinds of services, we've been able to partner in very unique ways. Uh, a not-for-profit using some federal money, working with a faith-based organization to be able to provide an opportunity that right. changes fundamentally a person's life. And how much more empowering is that to be able to live with dignity and respect yes. in your home yes. versus being sent to an institution uh, that do a marvelous job and they're so needed in our community. Um, but in many times that's disrespectful of where a person really right. needs to be um, and takes away so much of their lives. There is a self-esteem issue there, isn't there? Absolutely there yeah. is. Well, you have to provide them with the dignity that that they deserve. And, you know, the partnership, back to that, Terry, we so treasure that, don't we? We love the partnership that takes place between the agencies, and and that's so important. There's something so special. I say this so oftentimes because it's true. In this county, 
And I'm sure that that must take place in counties all over the state, maybe the country. Uh, I don't know. But uh, God is doing something so amazing in Stanislaus County between agencies like yours, ours, and many others where you can work together. And, and between government and faith-based, it is just the doors are open now more so like never before, and we are just enjoying that relationship um, just tremendously. It's sort of like we all get to participate in the Samaritan. Mm. We're, we're all there. Yeah. We're all there in a very unique way, and it's, it's a privilege to be able to see when those kinds of opportunities are realized one-on-one from one individual, um, how truly blessed we all are as a result of that. Uh, and I think that our community is is uh, well served by that kind of a relationship in a very unique way. Well, I think uh, too, you know, the, God designed the body of Christ to work together, and He also designed the body to work with the community in which they're planted. You know, when when we do this thing where we hide behind the four walls and and don't come out. You know, it's us four and no more. That's a, that's not God's plan. He wants us out there, and and we we take it as a, a great privilege to uh, to partner with other agencies, to partner with government, and we believe that's all part of uh, part of God's design. And out of that, though, comes wonderful relation. We got to meet Terry Platt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> being available. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, how God brought you. I mean, you you've been on a journey to Drail. Yeah, you were in the Department of uh, em- Employment training uh, for a while. Yes. Talk to us about that transition. Well, it was a uh, uh, a very neat transition, I think. Um, uh, 25 years with Stanislaus County at the wow. Department of Employment and Training. Um, the director of the department. Um, and it sort of kind of got about the time to uh, move on and do some different kind of things. Uh, my wife and I, hello, Melissa, how are you? <laughs> I know you're listening. Um, give a big kiss and a hug uh, to Matt and Emma. Uh, anyway, uh, back to, where was I? That oh, yes. Yeah. sweet. Um, that thank was you. Sweet. <laughs> thank you. The, uh, I retired from uh, county service, and we made the decision to do that. Um, we're in the process now of uh, adopting an 18-month uh, old and her name is Emma and she is uh, just a darling, wonderful My little goodness. precious uh, little one that now, we we love dearly. There's a whole story there. There is. There's a big story. We'll there. have to have you back for okay. that one. Okay, that would <laughs> that would be one worth telling. Okay. Um, and I think that that we is our family. Um, and I went into it rather slow. In all in all fairness, Melissa was the big push um, to take on such a huge responsibility but the question really was is if if it was not us then who would it be Mm. um and so god sort of kind of answered that question Um, he pointed his finger right at us and we love emma dearly well you know terry to to leave uh, a career that you had for so many years go into retirement and then come back to a place such as drill god had to touch down in your heart in a big way, because it's not, I mean, to do something like you do at Drill, it takes it takes a special person. You, you've got to have a lot of compassion to do what you do. Would you agree? I mean, you I, th- I, I think so. There may be others that would have a different opinion of that. <laughs> um, the, 
I love the life of retirement, and it was so much fun. You go. Um, you oh, yeah. So, yeah. Fish yeah. and all that. Yeah, not enough. But um, you, you can only do so much of that. You can only do so much of that. Um, and I, you, you would hear comments every now and then within our family that, you know, maybe it's time to go consider something else. The opportunity at Drail um, became available. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have any expectation um, for jumping back into the world of work, let mm-hmm. alone uh, running an organization. But in I, I had history with Drail. I was a, a previous board of directors and, and past mm-hmm. president uh, of the organization in the uh, early 90s um, and really fell in love with the mission. Uh, you know, Part of my core is uh, to help people. Um, and what a marvelous, wonderful way of helping people um, is our organization. Um, we really, uh, the core philosophy, I think, with Drail is not to do for somebody. Uh, it's to empower somebody to do for themselves. Amen. And we light the road, mm. uh, but we don't run the railroad. Um, people make good choices when given the opportunities. And our job is really to help people find those opportunities uh, and then advocate when necessary uh, for them to make sure that they uh, they have the opportunities that uh, that they should have and are entitled to. Um, and that mission sort of kind of tugs at my heart to be able to really help people um, and help our community at the same time uh, fully integrate um, persons with disabilities in, in powerful ways. Now, Terry, uh, when you talk about disabilities, are we talking about a broad range? Are there any limits there? Or? No, they're they're A to Z. Mm. Um, everybody's different, um, and I, you know, I'd probably venture to say that in reality, everybody has some form of disability. Uh, none of us are perfect. Um, my we, we my were, staff is nodding their head. Yeah. <laughs> well, great agreement. But there, we're not right? pointing. Michael, <laughs> they're not pointing fingers. <laughs> uh, you know, we were born into an imperfect world. That's right. Um, Amen. The and, and I guess in God's eyes, those degrees may not be different, mm. but in man's eyes, sometimes they are. Yeah. Um, and while God doesn't discriminate, I think that uh, that people sometimes do, mm. and systems. Um, sometimes yes. do, yes. Yeah. Uh, and governments sometimes do, and I, I, I think what really tugs at my heart in working for Drail um, is that we want to educate and help our community really overcome those, mm. to see everybody on a more fair playing field, and really providing um, opportunities to be engaged, uh, both persons with disabilities and our community at large. That really benefits. I mean, the economic power itself of folks that uh, have disabilities is uh, is very real, mm. very real. Mm. Such a treat this week to have with us our, our good friend Terry Plett, who heads up Drail Disability Resource um, Agency for Independent Living. And we're going to be back, I'm good, with more right after a wonderful song from Leland. This is called Carried to the Table on Lighthouse Live. Wounded and forsaken I was shattered by the fall Broken and forgotten Feeling lost and all alone Summoned by the king Into the master's courts Lifted by 
That's Leland on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Terry Plett from Drail. You know, that song reminds me of Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Uh, carried to the table when he said at King David's table. It's just an uh, incredible song. And we're with Terry Plett tonight talking about Drail. Disability Resource Resource Agency for Independent Living. I guess I'll be tested on that one myself. <laughs> Terry, we're so glad to have you with us. And you, tell Elaine. us about some of the things you have coming up at Drill. Any uh, event-driven or anything like that? As the economic times we're in affected Drill, like some of the other nonprofit organizations that we're uh, experiencing nowadays. Well, um, thank you. Thank you for that segue. And it is the Disability Resource Agency for Independent Living. I know when I interviewed for the position, I had to practice saying that about four or five times in order not to mess that up. We test each other from time to time. It rolls off your tongue well now. (laughs) Very well. There is nothing wrong with being tested. Um, Some of our um, stuff that we're involved in right now, um, we have uh, recently, uh, well, I think we're still in the process of providing uh, poll worker training um, we have a special contract um, with the Stanislaus County Clerk Recorder's Office to conduct disability uh, awareness training uh, for folks that are working at the polls. Um, we want to make sure, as Lee wants to make sure, that people that are working the polls, uh, that they are accessible, that there's place for folks that, have, um, that need assistance for their vans to be able to park, um, specially designated spots are, are made available. Um, the machine that we talked about earlier, the Automark, uh, people that are working at the polls uh, know how to use that. Mm. Um, and also just some sensitivity training about how to uh, provide um, services that are necessary to help uh, folks in our community to be able to exercise their rights to vote. We've done about uh, 12 or 13 uh, different training sessions for our poll workers. Um, I'm a poll worker giving back to our community, right too. On. Yes. I, I need to do that uh, and want to do that. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, poll workers know um, how they can make the experience of voting uh, better for individuals that do have disabilities and need some kind of special assistance in order to uh, get to the polls, get to the machine, yes. uh, vote for the candidates and propositions of their choice. and being able to exercise their rights as uh, voters in our community. So important. And we want to appreciate the poll workers. We really, really do. They are marvelous volunteers. It's the busiest day I think I've ever spent in my <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, I mean, to get up at 6 and work till 9. But isn't it worth it? I mean, at the end of the day, you can say it is. yes. And we just do want to encourage everybody to vote. It is. Yes, yes we do. <clears throat> you know, Terry, as you were just talking about, your, your heart to volunteer, to be a, a poll worker. Um, Ephesians 2.10 comes to mind. You know, most of us remember Ephesians 2, uh, 8 and 9 that, uh, you know, is by grace we have been saved through faith, etc. But Ephesians 2.10, very important, uh, tagged onto that verse. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I think, Terry, uh, your, your life really, um, it is a uh, is is that verse manifested in in real time? But of course, you have to be available. You know, I'm, I'm sure that where you are in life, 
when you retired, you expected to be retired, and here you are adopting kids, and you're going back, and you're hitting up a nonprofit agency, and I, 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 I would assume that you just didn't say, okay, God, here I go. I mean, I, I imagine that, you know, you said, say what? Yeah. Right? What, what kind of process did you go through as, as, as you answered those calls? With some trepidation. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, probably just to clarify, Drail is a uh, not-for-profit. Not-for-profit. <clears throat> and I have to always say that to myself because I distinguish ourselves as uh, not necessarily interested in generating revenue that's necessary. Mm. Uh, not-for-profit sort of kind of means poor. Um <laughs> Or a nonprofit means sort of kind of poor, uh, and I like to view ourselves like in that big vision, uh, like our not-for-profit hospitals that uh, can build new buildings all the time and do marvelous and wonderful things. And they boy, sure they, take profit out of my wallet. Yeah, we truly are nonprofit. The, uh, <laughs> you know. it, it's a mindset thing, and it's something that I always like to remind myself that we are a not-for-profit. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that, that our, our good works cannot be rewarded right. um, from folks that uh, that sponsor us either through government or through donations or through local United Ways um, that we want to make sure that we're available too to um, reinvest and mm-hmm. add value uh, to the funds that we receive in the organization. I, I, to me, that's my own. I mean, that's a little bit of Terry, but... That's the way I believe. And how are you funded? I would assume uh, quite a few grants, probably, or what? We uh, we actually have probably more funding cycles and, and silos than we <laughs> did when I worked for the government. <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> enough, there's about nine different pots of money wow. uh, that we have, um, and every one of them is unique. Uh, they all have specific requirements uh, to serve this population in this manner and do these kinds of things. Um, we also have uh, some very generous uh, individuals in our community that have uh, made remarkable, mm. um, reached down deep inside of their hearts and, and pulled out um, valuable funds uh, to help us as an organization uh, grow and provide services. Um, and I'd love to mention them all by name, but I, I probably can't. The, the list would be too big. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but we really, we really count on on those folks uh, to help us do uh, remarkable things. Do you guys do a lot of fundraising throughout the unitary events and things like that? You know, we really, we really don't. Um, and I think that part of the re- myself, um, I'm not a fundraiser. Um, I I don't believe in in fundraising in and of itself. Um, I'm not very good at it. And so it's an area that you know I don't have I don't have the experience on that, and, and that's a difficult it's a difficult task. I believe that um, good money goes and finds good programs and service. I believe that uh, if you do the right thing, the right kind of money will find you. Um, and I persuaded the board. I guess that's why they hired me. That uh, that would be the case. Um, I think that it, um, our job as an agency is to provide a real critical service and to let people know what we do, how we do it, and the impact that we have in people's lives. I think that we have to be good at telling our story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our story speaks for itself. And then when people have an opportunity to hear our story 
and the impact that we have, um, they find ways of investing in us. Uh, and that's different. That's different from selling cookies and doing bake sales. Well, uh, and people are weary of that, Terry. They're, I think so. They're weary of fundraising events. And it's not to cast aspersion on that. In fact, I'm helping one of our brothers in town with one next week uh, for uh, for the uh, agency that he works yes. for. But there is a weariness. And, in fact, some people say, just just tell me what it is and I'll give. Please don't make me go to another event. You know, So it, it's not that events are bad, but it's just that people are besieged you know, with them. And, and I think uh, you're right to a point. One of the challenges for uh, either not-for-profits or non-profits uh, alike is the fact that we do have to be able to get our story out. Um, believe it or not, there are people in town, if you mentioned the Salvation Army, they know what it is, but if you were to ask them, now, what does the Salvation Army do on a daily basis? They really can't tell you. Right. You know, they think, well, if there's a disaster, that you know, the, the donut truck shows up. But that's, you know, they, I'm not sure what they, you know. So I, I think part of the challenge is getting that word out, whether it's the old elevator speech, you know, that you can do in, in 30 seconds or whether it's honing uh, your story to the point where you can you can articulate it very quickly. But it is a challenge uh, for not-for-profits and for nonprofits as well to get the message out. And you're absolutely right, Terry. When people's hearts are captured and they have a passion for what you do, the money will follow. Yeah, they'll find a way to give. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And they know when they find that way to give, they know what the return on their investment is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get to really help people in a very unique way. Um, and I think that givers really look for those kinds of opportunities. They actively go out and seek those kinds of opportunities. They do. And the other anomaly really is, you know, people would think, well, in these economic times, people don't give. Not true. You know, there is a slight dip during uh, economic times like this. But actually, those people that are faithful and having a heart for things, they keep giving. You know, if, if they have the capacity to. And uh, so really it is, a, and, and that's why we're so privileged here at Lighthouse Live and ABC to uh, profile agencies like yours and others because we want people to hear your story and, and to be captured by that. You bet. Well, I, and I think this, they're storing their treasures in a different place. Absolutely. With our good friend Terry Plett, and let's say it together, Mike, from Drail Disability Resource Agency, Agency for, for Independent, Independent Living. Living. And we'll Perfect. be back Yay! with more right after right. this. <laughs> Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. 
The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we do thank you wherever you happen to be listening to Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Terry Plett from Drail. Terry, let's talk a little bit about the impact of uh, DRAIL and its services uh, upon people. Well, I guess maybe the best way to do that would be to really tell a story about um, one of our consumers that uh, had a life-changing situation in, in their lives and, and where they're at today with that. Um, and it's always a journey, right? It's mm -hmm. always a journey. Life is a journey. Um, this individual that... Uh, that we know um, 
has diabetes, and diabetes is, has taken a, a, a heavy load in uh, in his health. Um, he's lost the ability um, to use his legs uh, and needs mobility assistance to help him. His uh, diabetes has progressed to affect his eyesight and, and now is legally blind. Um, and yet he is such a powerful and wonderful person who has this big, huge heart. Um, and he also has a very keen and sharp mind that he needs to engage. Mm. Um, he came to Drell to find out what what were his opportunities and, and where where should he go. Um, he heard about Drell as an organization and that they assist people uh, that have disabilities. And so he really contacted us to find out what you know what what is there that I can do? Um, I have mobility challenges. Um, I have vision impairment. Um, I have diabetes. It's affecting uh, a lot of other areas in my in my physical health, and I, I just don't know uh, what I can do or, or where I should go. Um, we fell in love with him so much we asked him to volunteer for our agency. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we were able to do is really start uh, start him on a different path. Um, Provided him with uh, education about, you know, here's the transportation system in Stanislaus County, and, and here's uh, uh, dial-a-ride services, and this is how you can get to point A to point B to get to your uh, medical appointments that you need to, to how to be a rider uh, on our public transportation system, and how to use that in a in a very reliable and effective way in planning. Um, the other thing that we wanted to do is to engage his mind. Um, and we needed, um, he needed uh, to be able to learn how to um, read and write, uh, particularly with his vision impairment. And so we enrolled him in a, a Braille class that we have mm-hmm. at our organization. Great. He comes yes. down faithfully at least uh, two or three times a week um, and is learning Braille uh, as a real means for him to continue to read, to learn, uh, and not only to engage himself but engage other people. Uh, that have sight impairments that uh, that he has an opportunity to keep in touch with and and read and communicate, and also be a role model to other individuals that are sight impaired. That I can do this, you can too. It takes hard work. Mm. Um, if I can do it, certainly you can do it. And it's wonderful to see a smiling face in our organization. Um, he brings so much uh, and contributes in in so many ways. Um, and he's one of the shining examples of, of somebody that can give back, even though you would think with all of uh, his own disabilities that uh, he may not be able to contribute, and yet he will not allow those disabilities to get in the way of him giving back to himself and others that he sees on a daily basis. I think that that's just a wonderful testimony of the faith and endurance and um, the perseverance of somebody that uh, that we see all the time. And there are many different examples, uh, but I think he might be one of the best. You know, and, and you think about that, Terry, how many uh, people with seemingly insurmountable obstacles, and yet there is the spirit there to, uh, to, to go through that, all right, to overcome, and all we have to do is provide them with the opportunity. And they're... 
the, the rest of, of, of uh, who they are, every fiber of what they are, will carry them through that. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of Helen Keller in everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and given the opportunity, uh, I think everybody can, can rise up to there as best they can. What we want to do is give them the chance mm. to be able to do that. Terry, we have about a minute and a half left. How can our people uh, pray for you and, yes. and, and Drail and and uh, the future of this uh, wonderful resource? Um, regularly, <laughs> <laughs> you um, with with passion. Um, I I would you know I would say um, uh, to lift us up um, and hold us in your prayers for. Um, guidance and wisdom and um, yes. it's a tough battle uh, that people face that have disabilities mm-hmm. um, and I guess uh, praying for open minds and open hearts uh, in our community that we can make uh, opportunities really available for people and and for the right reason um, Amen. and that would be uh, that would be a real blessing for us Terry, your light just shines, no doubt, throughout the organization as you're out in the community. You are salt and light. God bless you and Trail for all that you do. And thank you for sharing with us tonight here on Lighthouse Life. We must have you back, and you must bring Melissa. Want to hear that story? I will. And Matt and uh, Emma. Emma. Bring the whole family. We love it. Thank you, dear friends, for listening wherever you may happen to be. And may God continue to bless you as you reach out and love your neighbors as you love yourselves.